the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Dr. Katherine Pang, and it is so great to share this time together. Welcome to The Living Way, the podcast ministry of the Christian Life Institute, and the Christian Life Institute's purpose to grow Christians forward, to live victoriously as overcomers in, but not of the world, through the hope and healing of Christ. If you miss any of our messages, you can find a link and more information on our website at christianlifeinstitute.com. Our podcasts are available on Wednesdays. Please subscribe to our mailing list on our website, christianlifeinstitute.com, to receive notifications about our podcasts, blogs, and other events at CLI. As we begin, you may want to grab a Bible and follow along as we share scripture throughout our time together this evening. Our message is about stability, steadfastness, and security in our position in Christ and in the tumult of this world. Our title, Anchor In. At CLI and therapeutically, we refer to the term anchor in frequently. We use the phrases truth anchors. We encourage and exhort people to anchor into a choice, a mindset, a perspective. I had a patient ask me, what does it mean to anchor in? Let's start with a key scripture for our message today and some basics. Turn, if you will, to Hebrews 6:19 through 20a as we read. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain, where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. Before we exposit this passage, let's define anchor. An anchor typically is used to moor, secure a vessel such as a ship. The emphasis in this definition is on securing to, stabilizing in, preventing the vessel from tossing to and fro because of the waves, the turbulent of the sea. Let's take this into the personal realm of our lives. We are the vessel. We are often tossed to and fro by the tumult of life, the stuff of life, the challenges of life, the distractions, upheaval, hurts of life. We can be easily swayed and even knocked off course by our circumstances, the actions and words of others. Almost anything that surprises us, overwhelms us, hurts us, disappoints us, can destabilize us. The anchor is Christ. Hebrews 6.19 makes it clear. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. This is the person of Christ. This is the truth of Christ. This is the hope of Christ. This is the promise of Christ. Now let's read the preceding verses from the passage Hebrews 16, 17 through 19. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise, the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. Christ and all he accompanies and represents is the sure and steadfast anchor for our soul. Our trust and hope in Christ is securely embedded, anchored in the truth of who Christ is, his work on the cross, his ongoing work through the Holy Spirit in our sanctification, our refinement and growth, and in our future promised hope and resurrection with him. 
So when we talk about anchoring in spiritually and therapeutically, what does that actually look like and mean in the context of our daily life as cross-filers in but not of the world? First, it means our primary goal is security. We are eternally secure in Christ's arms of salvific grace. The doctrine of eternal security or perseverance of the saints or once saved, always saved has been a core Protestant doctrine since the Reformation of 1517. This can be defined as once a person has accepted by faith the saving grace of Christ, there is no deed or action that can cause a person to lose his or her salvation and be lost to eternal damnation. The individual salvation is eternally secured by the same unmerited grace. John 10, 28-30 says, And I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. These words of Jesus make clear that our guardian, the Son of God, is himself testifying that salvation is in his hands. As Calvin says, quote, This is a remarkable passage by which we are taught that the salvation of all the elect is not less certain than the power of God is invincible. End quote. Verse 29 reads, My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. We can rest assured from this verse that the invincible power of God the Father will always be sufficient to protect believers. The Westminster Confession from 1648 in 17.1 beautifully captures the truth, quote, They whom God has accepted in his beloved effectually called and sanctified by his spirit can neither totally nor finally fall away from the state of grace but shall certainly persevere therein to the end and be eternally saved end quote. the basis of this assurance is found in section 17.2 this perseverance of the saints depends not upon their own free will but upon the immutability of the decree of election flowing from the free and unchangeable love of God the Father, upon the efficacy of the merit and intercession of Jesus Christ, the abiding of the Spirit, and the seed of God within them, and the nature of the covenant of grace, from all which arises also the certainty and infallibility thereof." Quote. It is not just that our salvation is secure, which is essential, but our here and now life, our life in real time, in the moment, is also secure in him. Christ is the Lion of Judah. He is the Great Shepherd. He is the Protector, Guardian, Keeper of our soul. 1 Peter 2.25 reminds us, Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your Shepherd, the Guardian of your souls. Psalm 54.4 reminds us that God is not only our Helper, He is the Upholder of our life. Safety and security are found in the depths of intimacy within Christ. Job 11.18 says, And you will feel secure because there is hope. You will look around and take rest in security. When we can look up and recognize we have hope because we have Christ and we are in him, then we can appropriate and digest the safety that comes from resting in his protective care. We can, as Job says, have rest in security. When we pull away, follow our way, move without the Spirit, then we are apt to fall prey to feelings of insecurity because we have become reliant on self instead of dependent upon the one who truly knows not only the way, but the perfect way. 
Self-sufficiency, no matter how confident, convinced, or persuaded we are or may be, can never lead us into the spiritual concept of rest in security. We are likely to become depleted, frustrated, overwhelmed, worn down, or worn out, dissatisfied, and all the other emotions that flow from recognizing we are out of his protective care. We have left his path and have strayed into our own way. No matter the reason, life in Christ is a choice to stay on his path. And if we find ourselves off the path, to immediately implement a course correction to move back onto his path, no matter the cost, no matter the consequence. Are you willing to stay on his path, no matter the cost, no matter the consequence? Second, it means there is a necessity for stability. Turbulence, tumult, indecisiveness, highs and lows, roller coasters, and high seas may come our way in this unpredictable life. Yet our stability can be found in our anchoring into him. Our stability must not be a function of what we at CLI refer to as the externalities, the things that swirl around us but rather our internal grounding, rootedness in him who is ever able. As we read in Hebrews 13:8, he is the same yesterday and today and forever. So what does it look like to anchor into stability? At CLI, we use a psychological construct of stability, which includes the concept of balance. To be stable is to be balanced. Balance does not preclude the fluctuations of a healthy emotional life or even the extreme emotions of a life-shattering event. Stability allows us to ride the waves while making prayerfully led and spirit-guided decisions and not allowing the waves, the externalities, to carry us into the flesh or dangerous places of darkness. Even in the midst of the deepest loss and grief, in the midst of horrendous pain, we can find the light who is Christ through our spiritual eyes of faith and immersion in the truth of his word. Infusion, the second module at CLI, becomes increasingly urgent as we navigate the waves to maintain stability and balance in the midst of extreme externalities. The reason we emphasize the need to continually infuse, take in the truth of his word, read the Bible cover to cover over and over again, is to ensure that we are prepared in season and out of season from 2 Timothy 4.2. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart from Hebrews 4.12. And further in 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for proof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. The word of God is our power. The word of God is our truth. The word of God aligns us with the character of God. The word of God equips us with the knowledge and understanding to make the choices he would have us make to live in obedience to him for his glory. The word of God reminds us of his love, his active working in every aspect of our lives, and the powerful truth that in him we are victorious overcomers who have a sure and secure hope, who is the living, resurrected Christ, our Savior. Stability allows us to walk or even run and not be weary from Isaiah 40, 31, 
confidently in any terrain and adjust as we walk for balance and confidence. Have you ever hiked or spent time running off-road? Have you ever competed or completed a workout in a spin class? Have you ever spent time on an elliptical? In each of these environments, there is a need for what we refer to at CLI and therapeutically as core stability. In order to ensure our footing and our balance, we need core stability. Pilates and yoga are great ways to develop core stability. Dance, Tai Chi, other forms of movement that emphasize the holding of the shoulder and pelvic girdles, that is the center part or core of the body stable in order to support the movement forces from the arms and legs, which in turn will also increase the ability to balance. Balance is crucial in our life in Christ. As we shared previously, life will have its ups and downs, highs and lows. It is not what we encounter in our lifestyle who is Christ. It is how we choose, an emphasis on the word choose, to respond from the prefrontal cortex, not react from the limbic system, to the externalities. Remember, in every moment of every day, we can make micro choices that allow us to maintain balance and not become swept up in the stuff of life that so easily grabs our attention and focus and causes us to look down upon the waves as Peter instead of up into the eyes of Christ. The events of life are inherently unstable. Life in Christ requires balance, consistency, endurance. Third, it means there is a steadfastness in our walk. Steadfast means resolutely or dutifully firm and unwavering. Resolutely means in an admirably purposeful, determined, and unwavering manner. Dutifully means conscientiously or obediently fulfilling one's duty. I suspect I may have triggered some of you with the word dutiful, so let's take a brief excursus. Duty has both a positive and a negative connotation. Some view duty as driving from a desire and some view duty as stemming from an obligation. A duty by definition is an obligation or responsibility. At CLI and therapeutically, we are always interested in our intent and motive. If we view an obligation as a burden imposed upon us, then we are apt to view duty in a negative light. If we view duty as a responsibility which we desire, then we are apt to view duty in a positive manner. Here comes the ouch question. How do you view your life in Christ? Do you view your life in Christ as an imposed, restrictive, legalistic burden? Do you view your life in Christ as a list of do's and don'ts? Do you view your life in Christ as God is just waiting for you to mess up again? If so, I beseech you to please step out of that paradigm and into a perspective that emphasizes the freedom Christ brought you with his death on the cross, not the freedom to continue to sin so that grace may abound, as Paul says in Romans 6.1, but the freedom to live and a desire to walk in obedience to the one who knows you, loves you, saved you, and desires to grow and transform you your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To be steadfast in Christ mandates a desire to walk according to his way, to live according to his truth, to consistently with agility and resilience follow his terrain for you. You may be an experienced hiker, runner, cyclist, or any other fill in the blank, and that experience will serve you well in those endeavors. In Christ, we grow in maturity and experience, but our terrain is not of our choosing. 
and our way is not of our making. He is the way maker. He is the experienced guide. He is the one who can call us to walk on water. Read Matthew 14, 22 through 33. Or move the mountain. See Matthew 17, 20. Or soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint from Isaiah 40, 31. Steadfast in Christ is to be resolutely firm and unwavering in our commitment to his word, his truth, his way, his timing. Steadfast empowers us to take up the whole armor of God from Ephesians 6.13 so that we can withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Steadfast in Christ is to be a surrendered vessel who is desperately dependent for knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and discernment from our Savior. Steadfast in Christ is to run into the loving, healing, powerful arms of Christ and choose to allow him to be your Lord. To be anchored in is to be secure, stable, and steadfast. Now back to our passage in Hebrews 16, 17 through 19. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters in into the inner place behind the curtain. What can we glean from this passage as it pertains to anchoring in as children of God and living in the fullness of the assurances of our position in Christ? Note in verse 17, we are heirs of the promise. Who are heirs of the promise? Contextually in the book of Hebrews, the heirs of the promise are Abraham's descendants, which include you and I. All who put their faith in Christ receive the blessing of the promise, salvation, and eternal life. Note as well in verse 17, the heart of God. God desired to show more convincingly the unchangeable character of his purpose. God is immutable. God is unchangeable. God's promises are secure, stable, and steadfast. God's purposes will always come to be exactly as God intended, as God is trustworthy, reliable, dependable, all that we humans are at many times not. God is, as he is the great I am. Now in verse 18, we receive confirmation of what was stated in verse 17. He guaranteed it with an oath. God certified his promise as an encouragement for the perseverance of the saints. God restated his immutability, the inherent nature of his fabric. God cannot lie. You and I, we can lie. You and I, we can deceive. You and I, not always so trustworthy, dependable, reliable, but God cannot lie. As we continue in verse 18, the emphasis again on refuge and the encouragement to hold fast, hang on to, secure yourself in the hope, the one true hope, who is the saving Messiah, Jesus the risen one. Let us anchor into Christ our refuge. Let us anchor into Christ our hope. Let us be encouraged that Christ will hold us firmly, securely, permanently in his everlasting arms of mercy and grace. The hope set before us in verse 19, the hope who is Christ, we can have him as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, 
a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. In Matthew 27, 50-51, we read, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. In Hebrews 10, 19-23, we read, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. You and I, we can enter into the Holy of Holies by the blood of the Lamb. You and I, we have a new and living way, the Christ. You and I, we have a great high priest, Jesus. You and I, we can draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. You and I, we can be cleansed from all unrighteousness. Let us choose to anchor in and hold fast our confession of hope without wavering. So to close the loop, what can you extract from this message today? Can you choose to anchor into Christ and weather whatever tumult comes your way knowing you are secure and safe in him? Can you remind yourself of his character and his faithfulness in your life as you have sought him and he was found? We are to draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Can you, when it's too much, too stormy, too uncertain, too overwhelming, remind yourself that he is your safe harbor, your cleft in the rock? Turn into Christ, anchor into Christ, actively seek to be securely footed, stable in, and resolutely steadfast your need for and dependence on him, and he will guide you. He is our God forever and ever. He will guide us until we die from Psalm 48, 14. The purpose of the Christian Life Institute is palpable. We want all who profess Christ to taste and see that the Lord is good from Psalm 34, 8, to truly, deeply, intimately, and personally want Christ to be your all in all. We pray this is a time of refreshment and growth. We value your prayers. We value your support. We welcome your stories and questions. Please feel free to email us at radio at christianlifeinstitute.com. Thank you for joining us for The Living Way, presented by the Christian Life Institute. Our podcasts are available on Wednesdays. Please subscribe to our mailing list on our website, christianlifeinstitute.com, to receive notifications about our podcasts, blogs, and other events at CLI. I'm Dr. Katherine Pang. Thank you so much for joining us for The Living Way.